Hi and welcome to another episode of One and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Hey guys, how's everyone? Just a small round of applause for Thomas. That was the best you've done, mate. That was was smooth, smooth operating. (laughs) I'm serious. That's that's a smooth transition. How many lives have we done? That's the first time we've got on without a hiccup. I wasn't ready. I was expecting another five minutes of. (laughs) No, very good. Oh, well, you know, some things we just uh, don't care. (laughs) <laughs> a good chat, man. Good. Chat. Whatever, whatever is important, you're going to find out anyway. This morning, I was uh, with the um, uh, Preston's office, and uh, <laughs> as we start training, people start to congratulate Mitchell because he's going to be a dad. He just found out that he's going to have a boy. Apparently, oh. it was on, on Facebook. Like, oh, you're getting married? <laughs> <laughs> he said, obviously, you're going to have to watch Facebook a little bit more. But really, I don't care because I found out. See, it was important. If it was important, I found out. No, but what you didn't find out was he's already married. That was a few months ago. Oh, dear. Well, How's everyone this week? All right? Really good. Yeah, awesome, mate. Really wow. good. Fucking excellent. excellent. That's a, what's oh, happening, you can. man? Hey. Head growing fast. Yeah, he's growing, yeah. Uh, Big dog's got COVID, mate. Oh. <laughs> when you come down good. with it? It hasn't been a good week. Wife's got it now, so she's a barrel of laughs to be around. This is our third week of isolation this year. Oh, wow. Does That's anyone want my kids? I think they're listening. <laughs> Does anyone? Seriously? Oh, look, Cam, it's hard. It's, oh, my daughter's, I'm in isolation too at the moment because my daughter's got it. And thank God I don't, but I'm hearing you. It's four no, days. It's all right. It's not that bad. So Friday, tickly throat. Saturday was crook, but kept passing uh, rat tests. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Went and got a PCR, two o'clock Sunday morning. Found out I was positive, which I could tell because I was almost dead. Um, Monday, very, very ill. Tuesday morning, very, very ill, but then by Tuesday afternoon, it started to come good. Yesterday was okay, and today I'm back fighting fit, looking beautiful, and uh, <laughs> Crystal's Crystal's a couple of days behind me, so she's she's probably got the brunt of it today. Um, yeah. It's been a very interesting social experiment. You can see, so the people who've had it before, mainly TL and Danola, never heard from them. They haven't been checked in on once. So I think Thomas sent me a text saying better today. That was the two words. But I'd had a question mark, so that's him checking in. But people who haven't had it before and are still scared by everything the news is doing every single day. You okay? How are you? What's it like? What are you doing? Is everything all right? People I've never fucking heard of from. I've had high blood pressure for six years. I could drop dead at any moment. But now I've got COVID. I'm getting a call every day just to check that... Um, it's 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 and uh, look, well, I love the love, so I'm not um, I'm not begrudging people checking in, but it's funny where people's heads are at with this stuff and how scared they are at it. Like I, I've had, I tried to bung it on because I wanted Crystal to look after me. She said you've had worse, and she's right. 
there's there's been I've had much worse colds, much worse flus, and normally, like I normally go down once bad once a year, but it's normally like for two weeks. I am absolutely well. Wow. I, don't, I don't get sick often, but when I do, it's yeah, yeah right. Heavy duty. Um, You're vaxxed, aren't you, Cam? Yes, and that's the only reason I haven't died is because of the vaccine. It's nothing to do with being a shit fucking disease. It doesn't kill anybody. Um, do you have your booster? Well, I have now, haven't I? Hey, you hey. third booster. Now they're going to tell you you didn't get your third booster. Oh, I didn't get a booster. What am I going to do? So let's talk about rat tests for a second, shall we? Yeah. What sort of criminal enterprise? We need an investigation, and I don't know who's going to investigate because the people investigating are probably the people profiting off it. Yeah, I knew something wasn't right because for people who haven't had it before, you'll know when you got it because there's nothing ever been quite like it. It tickles in a different spot, it hits a different spot in your chest. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so I passed four rat tests over Friday and Saturday. I went to work on Saturday, even though things weren't going brilliantly but before i did i went and got a pcr test obviously pcr test came back positive i come back positive my wife coughing spluttering headaches body shakes fevers she passed four or five rat tests and i said stop taking them you've got it yeah really got it obviously yeah. goes and gets a pcr test comes back positive these are the bloody bits of plastic they're trying to run the country off at the moment yeah. This is what they're giving to school kids and saying, oh, as long as you, this is, they're telling us as long as you test negative on one of these things, you're safe. I never, by the letter of the law, I never had to go and get a PCR test because those stupid fucking things said that I was sweet. Who's making money off that? How many whales have we killed? Not that I care, whales delicious, but how many whales have we killed <laughs> with all the wrapping from frigging rat tests? That clearly don't work. And then I've got a mate, I'm a bit jealous because the mate that I train with, he tests positive on a rat test first. Go, I'm like, how did you do that? <laughs> what are you doing that I'm not doing? Where are you putting that swab that I don't know about? No, but uh, apparently, apparently you don't know how to use it. The swab is not for the ear. <laughs> not for your ass either, apparently. <laughs> no, well, they say I'm very they clear on the instructions. The only rat tests you can trust are the positive ones. That's what they say because, you know, they're, they're just – and it depends where you get them from. Like, I think I got one the other day. It was $15. And I got one the other day. It was $27. So someone's making some big coins. It's absolutely – and I, I go back to what we've all been through for the last two years. And, and comparatively speaking, we've been through nothing. I was talking to a musician friend of mine earlier this afternoon, and I said, what they've done to the music industry? He said, what they've done? He said, there is no music industry anymore. It's basically non-existent. And the hospitality industry and all the people to then turn around and base, now we're running the country off the, we've just had the floods, right? And you couldn't find a news report where a member of the police force or the army was doing anything to help anybody. But six months ago, if you had COVID, like I've got today, I'd have a copper and an army guy knocking on my door to make sure I was staying home. Mm. How disgusting! Well, the shit yeah, just keeps getting worse. Too, we are getting worse. We're getting worse as a country. The leadership's getting worse. What's going on in the world is actually getting worse. The two years that people have been through over this crap to have it now so farcical that I could be still currently working if I didn't go and get a PCR test is. I, I just think I've had a lot of time to think. I'm amped up today. There's going to be lots. Of, but. He's pumped up. He's pumped up. Actually, uh, funny you're talking about the army and the army reserve. Uh, they 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 were all busy knocking on doors, 
to make sure you're home and COVID and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that there's too many helping people with the floods of last week. No, that's what I just said. You can't. They, they, you know what they, where they are? They're busy giving people tickets. You believe this? I saw a, a, a copper installing his camera and, or, and, or waiting, right? And it's, it was still raining. There was, a cop, there was one they did outside of Mullumbimby. The copper set up on the highway outside of Mullumbimby. No one in Mullumbimby has got any food, power, electricity, but they've got the highway patrol on the side of the road. I don't, I don't understand. Is We had 2019 Christmas time, the fires, 2020, I think it was. Um, yeah. And we had the fires, and it went from, like, the, the Victorian border all the way through almost to the Queensland border had a firefront and there's this big uproar about the lack of speed in which the um, armed services come in to help whether it was the army navy air force whatever it was there was this big uproar about them and then government was like well okay we're going to implement things to happen where have they been this time with the floods it should have been there straight away this plan should have already been in place and it it was there the where were they why weren't they there when we've already gone through this with the fires yeah, and what about all that that money that was raised during the fires that the um, Celeste Barber, that that comedian lady, um, put together, and those funds that couldn't be used as a from a technicality and how she posted it or something, I can't quite remember now, but hardly any of it could get used. Remember, what that wasn't a government that wasn't a government issue. That was a, the charity she donated to. They yeah they couldn't do anything. Whatever it was, yeah, but still, like there's money that's been raised and, and there's hardly anything being spent. It's it's ridiculous. It's not that. I mean, in Lismore, you've got people hiring their own helicopters to ship food in. All the rescues were from civilians. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, and I go back to, and it's not. I mean, we've got to make sure we appropriate the blame where it needs to sit, and that's the government. I mean, I've heard people attacking the armed forces and the police force but they're told what to do right or told exactly to right mate exactly so right it, it's not the army's yeah. fault they're not in there helping it's we've yeah. got to be clear a lot of people you know we've unfortunately a lot of people have been flooded and flooded in a very short period of time like northern new south wales around the pn and up further north it's twice within a few years the government can't change catchment areas and so forth and they can do whatever they can to have runoff move as quickly as possible. The amount of rain we've had, they can't do anything about that. But the speed in which they can get the services out there, and it is the government's fault, hands down, to get people help. Mm. It was like a week and a half before you see the army packing food on the crates to get out to farms that are isolated. It's just mm. ridiculous. But if you had a positive COVID test six months ago, two days later, they're knocking on your door. Yeah. And now, and two now days they're later, they're knocking it. on your door. And now, and now, because of the war, they're in talking about increasing numbers in the army up to like I think eighty odd thousand. Um, because because there's an election coming up, and there's a war happening overseas, so they want these, you know, uh, let's feel safe um, sort of stories. Now the problem, the problem but is, at least the good thing is that this last week we had no COVID in Australia. Right? Fuck it, yeah, it's all in Carryong, mate. It's everywhere in Carryong. <laughs> no, because you know what happened? They must. They're trying to deflect now. These, oh, they're bloody clever. I've had too much time on my hands. But all of a sudden today, so yesterday was probably the peak of the vitriol towards government. Morrison went to Lismore and had to duck for cover because the protesters were out to get him. So today, what's the headline today? 
COVID cases to double in New South Wales over the next week. Fucking it is. It's across the Sydney Morning Herald. So the minute that they work out, ScoMo's buggered up again, we're back to COVID. Now can, oh, mate, I mean. I reckon there's a new strain that's coming. Yeah, there's a new variant. Well, they say it's already here, Chris. It's B- yeah, yeah. BA2, they call it, which is a yeah. variant of the Omicron. That's Batman. That's the Batman. <laughs> Batman. I reckon too. it's going to, I reckon was the, the people the that I've spoken have, to, it's going to get problem, worse, a lot worse. Sorry, yeah. One of the reasons it's pissing me off from a, like an arm's length thing is ScoMo's doing everything in his power not to get re-elected, right? The government is trying really hard not to get re-elected with the way they're handling all this stuff. So they'd sort of dodge. Everyone had forgotten how badly they handled COVID initially or everyone thought they handled COVID initially. Now the floods and the fires when he went to Hawaii and all this stuff and you've got comparisons with Zelezny Yakawakawaf from Ukraine doing what he's doing. But we don't have an alternative government, so I'm scared. Oh, that's what, what I was going to say. I, I, I'm on. so scared about what happens in May because spot on. The bystanders are probably going to get in by bystanding, which Chris, you should love because it's your your modus. Yeah, thanks, mate. You'll get voted in because all the other assholes have dug themselves a hole. But what do we do? I heard Albo likened himself to John Howard the other day for someone. Howard's picked up the phone and said, don't even think about it, mate. You're a pleb. What are we... The ramification... I mean, first and foremost, the ramifications for the people in Lismore and Mullumbimby and Brisbane are all that are far greater than anything else. But the ramifications politically we're going to feel in May and then for the rest of the next term yeah. because this is still too fresh. Um, we still, we still far. We still far to talk about Anyway, uh, another big news this week, obviously, is still the ongoing war. Mm. It's a, to me, there's a few interesting things. Uh, I'm not talking about who is doing what, because really, uh, as I said many times already, we don't have enough information. But definitely, you can see how we all around the world, we do talk a lot. But when it comes to doing something, there's not much doing, right? Nothing. You're looking at NATO trying to get all of this weapon into Ukraine, and now that Russia is moving, no one's even moving to help them. There's people like being pushed around and and just used like as guinea pig. Now, the, the, some of the questions I've been asking people is, what if what if it happens here? Mm-hmm. I mean, who's going to be then moving? I mean, is this kind of society about society of talk mm-hmm. and no action? Yeah, well, I think for a long time they, it was very easy from the talk because the threat of World War Three, as much as they talk it up whenever they feel like it, was never a real possibility really in their in their minds. But um, well, worst, case, it's worst case scenario has always happened. That's why they're worst case scenario. That's why you can dream them into life. I mean, however, we we are we are not implicated in the war because if you look at the Bowser, it's gone up thirty percent. Oh. Yeah. yeah, which is very interesting. Seeing we don't import any Russian oil, eh? So we don't import any Russian oil, but where our petrol prices are going up through the roof, it's ridiculous. But the Poland's in trouble. Poland wants to give them jets and they're not allowed. Yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Poland wants to give them very old jets that can hardly fly. And they want, in exchange, brand new F-16 from America. Didn't you I don't know. The, didn't you I don't know the... whether you take that kind of deal. Like, I'm going to give you my little bicycle that I used when I was nine years old, but I want the brand new Ferrari. Have you seen Top Gun? <laughs> no, 
the MIGs, the MIGs that Poland's trying to give Ukraine were the, the planes out of Top Gun, mate. So they, they can fly. Don't worry about that. Don't you remember the Russians? Yeah, but that, they were flying 30 years ago, mate. <laughs> you can be my winner. Got to get Tom Cruise over there, Sean. All right. I've got, so- got, got another blow up in me about the floods. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, sure. We've got, we got a house on the market that's on the lake in, in um, Berkeley Bar. And before the floods, obviously, we put a Facebook post up showing the house. And it's a drone shot because when there aren't floods, it's a beautiful shot over the lake. The amount of people in the last week who have somehow forgotten that they're human beings and human beings own that house and have jumped on Facebook to have a good laugh about, oh, now it's got water views and, oh, does it come with floaties and, oh, it doesn't look like that anymore. What the fuck do you think you are doing, people? Someone owns that house. Someone owns all the houses around that. You jump on trying to get Facebook likes and come up with the best joke about how someone's potentially losing everything. The stupid thing is about that house, it hasn't flooded. There's no water in it. It's great. The owners are great. But to every dickhead who has jumped on there and thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll crack a joke and I'll even take my mates in it so they can see and they can clap and go, you're a moron. You've probably never owned a house. You probably never will. You need to remember where you come from. Mm. Yeah, that's a pretty low act. Mate, heaps of it. I had to get start. It was, must have been a paid ad. I had to get Charlotte to turn the ad off because everyone... I should have kept it going, man. And then we would have kept all those names and put it on the list. And oh, I rode under there. I rode under there. I didn't attack anybody. I just said, seems people have forgotten that human beings own this house. I mean- Cam, like they take any opportunity. We've got a similar thing happening at the moment with a property for sale and everybody's saying, oh, ridiculous, you people know how to price. This is ridiculous. It's a shitty house on a big block. Like little do they know it's in the health precinct and, you know, zone for high density, whatever, whatever. It's under contract at full price. And, of course, we can't really say that. But I cannot wait till I can get on there and go and, you know, all those who thought you knew better. Yeah, this is taken. I mean, that's... That, I mean, I hate it too, because if you've got nothing better to do, just ignore the ad or ignore the property. Yeah, exactly. don't, don't get on there and say it's shit. But in a yeah. time where, like, the, at the time those comments are coming in, there's a mass evacuation. One of our staff got evacuated. He lives nearby there. What yeah. are we doing? Right? Everyone oh, hiding a, behind their si- the security house, of yeah. their social yeah. media accounts. People forget. That's not just a, that's not just bricks, mate. Someone owns it. Yeah. Exactly. Someone lives there. Keyboard warriors, Ken, you can't, they can't be held. Oh, just disgusting. Absolutely. I think, I think a lot of people forget not only the house is flooded, but for those houses to be repaired and living in those areas, even wading through those waters to get out is a huge health risk um, because septic tanks overflow, sewer systems intertwine with the flood waters. Yeah. It becomes diseased waters. People get sick very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. It's a terrible time. It's just as bad as a fire. It, it's just oh, it, the same it, people that are the same people that are making those comments would be dead set jumping on Scott Morrison's page and abusing him for not doing anything for the people of Lisbon. Yeah, right? probably right. Just yeah. looking for any reason to cause trouble. But that's the that's the moronic part of it. Like I, yeah. I really can't understate how yeah. stupid you are if you're it's, one of those people. Ridiculous. And and you're so right, Chris. Like last year when we had it up here. You know, within 24 hours, the paint literally peels off the walls and becomes giant football-sized bubbles. And within 48 hours, it's just const- it's just pure mould, you know, and it is. You walk in there, you can't breathe. It's hideous. And the, for what those people are going through, even though, like Cam's saying, these people actually haven't lost anything, but for the people who have, who are seeing that, that's just a kick in the guts even more, you know. 
um, it's it's terrible. And even with what we experienced last year here with the threat of a possible another flood here, just recently with all that rain, the amount of anxiety and people, like even my dad, like he had his car packed up, um, medications in everything because he lost everything last year, everything down to having his um, hubs locked in on his four wheel drive ready to escape again because it was sort of touch and go. But it's the anxiety that is it's just such a recent memory, you know. People are, it's a really, that's how I feel so much for those people. You know what? It's, it's not, a, it's un Australian too to be kicking someone when they're down. It's not the Australian way. We get in and help each other. We don't kick each other. So to be doing shit like that on your Facebook page and making smart ass comments, seriously. Yeah. Put your bloody gumboots on and go and help people clean up after the black storm. Not being an asshole contributor to shit. Don't underestimate how low a human they are, mate. It's the lowest form of law. True, mate. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of un Australian, Chris, it'll be un Australian, I think, if we didn't mention the great man Shane Warne. I was going to say that. I, um, I grew up, so I was probably 10 when he played his first test match. I remember it was against the West Indies, and I modelled everything I ever did on cricket for that man. I still got the same run up as him I tried to bowl leg spinners he was just the he was the king that's why they called him the king yep and he's he's been a huge part of my world for 20 years and um waking up Saturday morning one passing a rat test even though I knew I was sick and then seeing um the warn news it didn't hit me at first and then I later in the day parked out the front of the house heard an interview with one another cricketer and he couldn't contain himself he broke down on the radio and it sort of started to sink in and People die all the time. Um, people probably 10 years or, or 20 years older than me probably felt the same way the day before about Rod Marsh dying. Uh, I was, yeah. he, was, yep. he was a bit before my time, so I, I knew him, his role in cricket, but didn't really. Warnie was someone you, you took days off school to watch test matches and got up at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch the Ashes in England when he bowled the, the yeah. all of the century and... Um, yeah, even in his commentary of late, he's the only one that ever spoke his mind and, and uh, mm. huge part of people's people's world. He, the guy I was talking to today about it, he said, you don't realise, he said that he's someone like warning people like that. They're almost part of your household because they spend so much time in it. Like if you're constantly mm -hmm. yeah. hearing that voice all the time. It's, um, yeah. yeah. And then another wake-up call, I mean, 52. Yeah, that's um, fifty-two. That's doesn't make drugs. Drops dead. You know, far out. That's a, that's a lifestyle thing that you know a lot of us have, you know neglect ourselves, and it's a, probably a big wake-up call for a lot of blokes around that age to go, man. You know what? He was fairly fit for his age, but he did have a lifestyle leading up to that it was pretty pretty wild. So maybe guys, it might help some people just open an eye to their own health issues. What about um, they try to blame it on him going on a juice to diet? People juice to oh, just idiots. Just but you know what? Someone threw out to me the vaccine. The apparently the rate of male heart attacks has gone through the roof since the vaccine, and you'll never know the true story. But um, there seems to be more and more of it happening. So I'll throw the conspiracy out there. Yeah, but that's maybe that that might be a simple fact because of the isolation we've been through all the. Whatever you want to call it, not being able yeah, to having that ability to go to see doctors and checkups and so forth as well. So I don't know, mate. I just is, is it linked or you know are they separate? And it's you know what it's it's funny. And I was thinking about when I heard about Warnie. You know, he was loved by everyone. He's a bit of a Norsey larrikin. You think about the time when Steve Irwin died. It was the same sort of story. That sort of larrikin attitude, typical Aussie bloke. Um, didn't take themselves too seriously, but you know. 
they did what they loved and they, they, they did it well. Um, and they were take, both taken very, you know, way too soon. And, um, you know, Warney did a lot for cricket and he, he's put, um, what, what he's changed the way, you know, spin bowlers been looked at. It's changed the way in. cricket was played full stop. And that's it, you know, so mate, he's had a huge impact. There's not many people in the world that have, would have done that. And he's, he's someone that, Again, like um, Steve Irwin was loved in a lot of other countries and not just Australia. I mean, yeah. the Indians and the, the English loved him, absolutely loved him. Um, he's almost like a Bob Hawke when you think about it, you know, the, the larrikin, the having to be with the civilians in the stand and, you know, hitching a ride home from the uh, footy, I think one day with a random person, Bob Hawke. Did you guys remember that, hearing about that? You know, he no. was, he got, yeah, he, he'd just get in a car with a random stranger and get a lift time from the footy and he was prime minister, you know. So it's just, but that, I think that's what we relate to them so much, so much because, you know, we're all a little bit of a larrikin ourselves, you know, and it's, yeah, it's such I a shame. It'll be easy to, like, he's not Nelson Mandela, right? And people go, oh, he's a sports person who, not who cares, but was. But it just shows what a massive part sport is in every culture right yeah. regardless um you know laughter goes a long way to healing people but sport is a way a lot of us deal with with life and it brings people and countries and teams and yeah and cultures together so it go, you know and then you start to there's probably a question posed whether footballers always whinge about getting called role models right because every time they get in trouble they go we're not a role model stop looking at us as role models but the way how many people were Shane Warner role model for? You know, yeah. sport has that effect on people. So I don't think you can underestimate the leadership or the um, the the mentorship values of someone like that just because he was yeah. a sports person as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people associate with more so with those sort of people like Warney and, and, and people like that because they they are the people that you grew up around. Where the Nelson Mandelas and the others, you know, they're not the people that you're used to hanging around, but. People like Shane Warner, the, the people we hang up around, the people we have a beer with and so forth. And that's that familiarity is, is you know, where you get that strong bond connection with people, I think. So yeah. very, very, hard, very, very hard to be one individual to change an entire sport and the way it's played. And, and a lot of people credit him with saving Test cricket because it was in a lot of trouble before he came on the scene. And mm. um, you can count them on sort of one hand, probably the individuals that have been able to change a sport, you know. Um, I hate Billy Slater, but Billy Slater changed the way that fullbacks play in rugby league forever. Um, and he'll be remembered for that. Cameron Smith changed the way that hookers played forever. Tiger Woods changed the way golf went, you know. Um, yeah. He's definitely, he's he's up there warning. Rest yeah. in peace, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Wine? Well, I think our wine's bring him on. Hey. Hey. All thanks to you this week. Well, you all got the same one. So good on you. I'm stuck with lockdown fucking 3.0. <laughs> Actually, the bottom of the barrel. Like, what wine did you buy this week? I can't leave the house. So I'm pretty sure someone gave me this at Christmas as a present. It's a uh, 2019 Reserve Stone Valley Shiraz. Never heard of it. Breaks <laughs> of three and a half on Vivino. Don't care. Don't even like red wine. Thanks for coming. You've lost your taste anyway, haven't you, Cam? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what strain I've got, mate, but I'm eating like a bloody horse and I can taste all of it. So it's um... Stop eating grass then. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah. You guys have got so the man and animal. So we all received the same bottle from Cam. So you, uh, what can you tell us about this wine, Cam? Why did you pick this one and send us? Because uh, we had it three weeks. I had it three weeks ago on the podcast. Yeah. Um, it's this a one it's a Mount Adam Chardonnay, yeah, 2018. Yeah. 18. So it's got a bit of age on it. Um, I, I hadn't uh, heard of it before, and so when I bought it, was quite surprised. It was only about 40 bucks and rated very highly, and then actually drinking it was beautiful. So um, I didn't do what I wanted to do, which is buy you a bottle of Passion Pop. I actually bought you a wine you might enjoy, and it's a Chardonnay Lou, so a, a bit of education for you. Thanks very much. Right. You've taught me well with the Chardonnay. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Here's the warning. Hope you choke on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not bad. It's not bad. Good. Nice. All right. What's this week, Lou? What's the subject? This week, our subject, we're going to talk about um, what are they not teaching at school that they should be. I think it's a... Um, pretty hot topic. Well, it has been in this household and certainly the people that I've spoken to this week. Um, lots of different opinions and I'm sure you guys have got plenty as well. But I mean, look, I think there's things that are very valid that they are teaching at school these days. Definitely a lot different to when I was at school. Uh, for example, like with the technical colleges and stuff like that. But there's still a lot of, there's basic things, but then there's more sort of um, important things that aren't being taught at all. So you know, I think, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what you guys are thinking as well. Cam, not good by the look of that, or is that the one? Uh, I, I wish I'd lost my taste. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold your nose while you drink it. That though. is horrible. That is oh. terrible. Maybe yeah. you lost your taste. Hey? Maybe you have lost the taste. No, oh, mate. That I is good. Lost, I've lost something. Yeah, it's no, good. that's the man Adam's good. I rate it. That's why. Lovely. Thomas is upset because he didn't get his card. Oh. <laughs> All right, so, so come on, what's, so what's on the subject? What what should they be teaching? Mm. Well, I did a bit of a ring around, so and I've got a bit of a list, but the overwhelming, we'll talk about the boring stuff first, and then I've got some that might be a bit more controversial later, but the overwhelming majority, which was number one on my list, which I picked anyway, was financial literacy. There's no yeah. Yeah. education in schools still from what I can gather. It is hard to, as someone pointed out to me, I haven't been to school for a long, long time. My kids are in an age where, you know, yeah. six and 10 and the 14 year old wouldn't tell you what was going on at school anyway. But it's like, there's probably stuff on this list that is getting taught now, I don't know. But financial yeah. literacy was overwhelming, the most popular vote. Yeah. Um, a very similar, my end too, Ken. I had exactly the same. To, everyone believes that we should come out of school knowing what to do with money because they spend the whole time preparing us to go to work to make money but no one tells yeah. you what to do with it and depending exactly. on who you listen to it's part of the government conspiracy to keep everyone poor and under control and even the barefoot investor talks about how the dolomite accounts just an indoctrination into banking during in the barefoot investor and all that sort of stuff yeah. so, um yeah. i think it's there's going to be stuff we bring up too. And the, the easy argument, especially from a teaching point of view or the government is, oh, that's the parent's responsibility. What we've mm. got to remember with a lot of this stuff is where the kids are coming from. So mm. my, my list is more based on kids that uh, don't have a chance to know any better from home. You know, if there's, mm. if you're coming from a house living day to day and your parents are spending everything you got, and there's no money in the bank. 
Yeah. And that's all you've ever known. How are you, what chance do you ever have of exactly. coming yeah. out of school with any sort of financial management? That, I think Absolutely. that's going to be the same in a lot of the, lot of the topics. What are your thoughts on the money side of things? Oh, well, like I was saying, it rated hugely as well with the people that I spoke to. But, you know, just even down to budgeting and investing and, you know, um, just how credit works. Like, people have got no idea. Like, my daughter's just thankfully um, got pre-approved for a home loan recently, but she hasn't the slightest idea of, or, or you know, what was required, where do I start? Luckily, you know, I, she's got me to sort of help her, but not even the slightest idea of, you know, mum, what does, what does, um, uh, uh, what does, how does interest rates work? What does that mean? What does that mean? And I'm thinking, hang on a minute, how do you not know what that means? But literally had no idea. Um, you know, and I think it's, it's a, it's a huge important one because really, like you were saying, Cam, some people might say it's the parent's responsibility, but you've got to remember that kids spend roughly eight hours a day with us, eight hours a day at school and eight hours a day sleeping. So there's a, there's an equal proportion of time spent and, you know, if kids are at, an, an, at school, they're at an environment where they are learning, you know, and yes, they learn at home. But I think if they introduce something like finance, um, basic knowledge, it, it would go a long way in helping kids. You know, we, we set them up for a good education. What for? So they can go out there and earn the money to do the things that they want to do. But then, like you said, they go, well, what do we do with it? How, where, where do we start? And most of the time they, they start by wasting it because they've got absolutely no idea. The minute I could get a credit card, I did. It was $1,000 and I walked into Westfield Tugra and walked out without $1,000. And I thought, oh, well, that doesn't cost me anything. Yeah. And 12 years later, when I got a letter in the mail saying you're going court tomorrow if you haven't paid this off, 12 years I didn't pay off that $1,000 credit card. Yeah. yeah. Because I, think, look, I think like Kim was saying before about We've got to put this in the context while we're saying what they aren't teaching at school. Schools, unfortunately, the government's dictated on what to teach. Um, and that's uh, the you know, education board or the government, for want of another word. Um, and then when you say eight hours, eight hours, eight hours, Lou, they said ben, kids spend more time with the family than they do at school. Um, and they're in the classes only... Of the six, seven hours they are at school, probably about five of those are in classes themselves. And we're setting the kids up to go to university and it's the system that we're setting them up. They've got to learn these ABCs to get their degree, to get to into law and whatever, whatever, whatever. There are so many different topics we can talk about. Um, definitely finance is one of them. I left school with a terrible knowledge of finance, but I was lucky to have parents that um, taught me the basics and I still needed to learn a lot after that. I, I think as, as parents, and Cam, you said it before, the unfortunate thing is that there's a lot of kids coming from a base where the parents don't have any idea on how to help those children. Yeah. So we're asking what should they be teaching in school? That's, uh... So one, one of the things I, I come up with after finance was the ability to think creatively mm. um, and not think, as, a, as like systemized as they're taught at school because they're taught at school you're taught to remember yeah I, I would like the kids to be taught to think creatively so to yeah. whether it's to, to be creative with art or with business or with relationships or whatever it may be but that ability to to, to think um, outside the box yeah and that yeah. would go hand in hand with um, thinking independently. Um, and not wanting to be 
swept up in, the, and we've spoken about this many, many times with social media and, and media in, in general, being swept, swept up with this generalized idea of, you know, like these idiots on Facebook, you know, you know about the water views. I think, I think that there's a big lack of kids being able to have that independent thought, the creative thought, and, yeah. and just being taught to use their brain for more than just yeah. remembering stuff. Yeah. So just quickly, yes to money or no? Uh, no. No. I know, I'll go the other side. I think uh, <clears throat> as a parent, you have to take the responsibility. How many of you really uh, open a bank account for your kids that they have free interest and free fees bank accounts? And teach your kids whenever you receive money. This is what you do. I think that you know it's it's also yes, but we can't rely on parents, mate. Yes, that's what I said. In a perfect world, no, 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 no. We that, rely that's, on that's, parents. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. You can't rely on the government, and you can't rely on teachers. Therefore, who do you rely upon? And I think that the first point for the kids is you're going to have to rely on the parents. And if they can't, listen. Everyone can. There's books out there. There's people out there. There's, there's, you know, when I was thinking about this uh, this week, I thought about Dave McSavini. Many of you know Dave McSavini is one of the men who's gone on to a podcast. This man left school, never really finished school, and became uh, so successful that he retired at the age of 40. Has not worked since, right? And the, the thing is... Did someone teach him? No, he also self-taught. And, but I think that he had parents who probably gave him the ability to, to go out there, try things, do things and stuff up. One of the things that I teach my kids is, and it, is just stuff up. While you are living under this roof, stuff up. Please take risk. Go into a little business. Come to me with a good business idea. I'll, I'll share with you what I know and go and do it. You stuff up, it's a little stuff up. But when you leave home and you've now got a family and a mortgage, that same stuff up is big. So you're still relying on parents. That's what I, I'm I saying. Think, I, I think it's not the first thing. To me, the first thing that really school should be teaching kids is how to be happy. Hmm. Yeah, I, I personally think that that's what's really missing. The I got personal the, development on the list. They taught, they taught, no, even personal development. They taught a lot of things. They taught this, they taught that, and then what about just being happy? How do you <clears throat> generate happiness from home? You know, I mean, I I have to say I'm I'm very fortunate. Uh, our kids are taught finance at school. They they've been taught how to deal with finance. They've been told how to be creative. They've done things now creatively, doing presentations that I, at my age, thought, wow, I just learned something for, from a 14-year-old. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that we're lucky. We, we managed to find the right school for them, a school that really provide them to have so much. Mm -hmm. uh, and a school that is thinking already for 14-year-old. They're mm -hmm. actually now going to go to a camp for four weeks without any parents for four weeks fending for themselves and learning about leadership. And these are the stuff. So you have to search. I think it is too easy. I, but again, I come from, uh, my father was a teacher. My grand, grandfather was a teacher. My great grandfather was a teacher in the court of the, uh, the king in Vietnam. 
And so we know about the value of not learning, but the value of discovering. Uh, and, and fine, you, mate, you, um, it's fine, but you're wrong. Mm. What? You can't. You, you said you're very lucky and your kids are very lucky. And you, we all, I hope, on here take that responsibility as a parent to prepare our kids for life. But the, too many don't. So I think what we're talking about is what things could schools teach okay, no. to help the majority that don't have parents. Mate, I've known parents who have taken money off their kids. If their kid happens to score 20 bucks somewhere, it goes straight into the parent's pocket so they can buy a packet of smokes, mate. That's the stuff that happens. So what hope does that give? But it's, so it's not, then it's not the system. No, I'm not saying the system it's is wrong. It's saying what could they be, should they be teaching at school that they aren't? I think money is vitally important because you can't do anything without it. Right? Mm. Yes, be happy. No. That's fine. Think, be happy is a great, doesn't, great concept for everyone. No, no, but, no. It doesn't matter if they teach it and, and the kids go home to parents who are throwing money left, right, and center, buying little stuff. Sorry, man. The, the, yeah. the kids, at the end of the day, they're still under the tutelage of their parents. They and still they need to know what to do with this paycheck when they get it, mate. No, they I... see the monkey do, monkey see what you do. Yeah. So I, I totally disagree about the finance stuff. I think that this subject here really comes down to, we can say a lot of things. For, for example, I'm sure you're going to have your own prerogative, lose, you're going to have your own. And quite often, it, uh, the prerogative that we demand from the school system is our own weaknesses. Yes? Really? What about responsibility? Which school teach kids about taking personal responsibility? Yeah. yeah. Because then they will stop uh, making fun of people's, uh, what is it? Uh, floods in their home or their property like you know having issues they, they stop mm. having a laugh at people because mm. it's funny uh, what about this kind of stuff it's i gonna be on the list i just think you're wrong about the money thing mate that's all there's plenty of stuff on the list that no 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 but that's why I say, I say the money the money is nothing to me when you went shopping it's very easy for you to go all right here's 20 dollars that's for your week this week we go shopping together you get your own things mm. And then yeah, when they come home and they say, oh, dad, I, I, I wanted the chocolate I didn't have. I'm sorry, you had the $20. Yeah, that's great if you, you got decided to spend it. You decide to spend on, on the snakes. You now have snakes for the rest of the week. You're missing okay, the point. So what about, okay, let's, let's look at this. What's the Australian dream? Yeah, well, what do they say? Yeah, but that comes oh, in. That, that, I, I put that in financial literacy too. The whole buy house paid off, do all that. That's... But, and that's and look, education and that's been inbred. That's, that's been dealt, even if you've got parents who are trying to do the right thing, I believe that's bad advice that's being taught. So where are people, you know, buy yeah. this, pay your mortgage off, it's horrible. Part of what I was about to say though, part of what I was about to say though, part, why do we send our kids to school is to get an education so they can go out there and get a great job, earn money. And the first thing most people want to do is, and it's the most important thing, and it's the Australian dream, they want to buy a home and, and yet, they get to the leaving school part and they really have no education unless they've had lucky or they've been lucky to have parents who have experienced it and done it. But a lot of, I had no clue. Neither of my parents have bought a, well, they did and got divorced, but, you know, but I had no, uh, no one to learn from in terms of how does it, how does it start? How do you even start that process? What does it look like? What does it feel like? You know, and I think that's a big thing that's missing as well because most kids, even kids, you ask kids these days. I asked my son and he said, I want to, I just want to get a good job, mum, buy a house and be happy. 
okay, well, that was my answer in a nutshell, just with what he said in those few words, you know. But where do we even begin to teach that? You know, and I think... I, look, I, I think that we... You know, Cameron's going to say, Chris, you're sitting on the fence again. While it's important, is, mate. You agree while, while me, it's important shut up, let me finish. While it's important to be teaching kids, I think it is important to be teaching kids the, the, the importance of money or how to use it or the system. Um, going to what Thomas is saying also, kids are too busy watching what we do rather than to listen to what we say. So yeah. that's got to be backed up by the parents as well. And it's but it can't be in court. every case, mate. But no, no, but it can't. No, but what okay. I'm saying to you, it's, what I'm it's saying to you, it's a double-edged sword. Cop out. I don't buy your cop-out. Okay. What I, I'm saying I to you, mate, it's a double-edged sword. If a, if a child is fortunate enough to have a school teaching and finance and the parents that are backing that up, there are good possibilities that the kid's going to proceed with a fantastic... 100%. What about kid. the 80% that don't have that? But there are going to be those, unfortunately, a bit left behind. But that's going to be with everything. That's going to be with everything we talk about today. My list is based on the central coast, right? We can only sort of look at where we live. And the biggest problems on the central coast are poverty, essentially, drugs, and some other stuff that I'll go into later. But so my list isn't based on what parents should be doing because of course no, parents should be doing. That's no. what we're talking about. Why aren't they teaching? Yes, they because doing? parents aren't, right? There's kids living in Gosford fucking car park. But, no, but this, is, this, is, this is what I say. We want the government to do this. We want the teachers to do what they should. But it's okay. Don't, don't deal with the parents. How are you going to change the should. parents? Let's right? leave them there on the side. Come on, man. How are you going to gonna change the parents? I have no problem with discussion, but discussion should have some kind of uh, intelligence. Oh, we, man. Can't, we can't send the kids to school and say, you should do this. Because I, I also... Well, we can go like kids. this and go, sorry, your parents have been a drug addict the whole life, but she's going to have to sort you out. Yep, done. But Ken, we can't then have a podcast about, I don't know how many podcasts go and say, teachers shouldn't be giving parental advice. Mm. We, if we're going to put it back on the parents now, the teacher it's says, I can't help You can set a curriculum around financial management. That's not advice. That's not subjective. It's completely no, objective. No, hold on, hold on. Man, you're, you're, short, you're short-sighted. Curriculums are decided by the government as they look yeah. around the trends around the world. They look at where the world is going. They know already. They, they're making, they know the same way they don't know how to deal with COVID, I guess, but they know roughly what's the new jobs coming up in about 20 years and what's the jobs that are going to be lost. And, what, and, and, and they know it's a wave. The, 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 the jobs, like at one stage, all the tradies were gone. Now they're on the way back. And then it's going to go gone again. It's, it's, it's a, a wave. And so they have to set that. I mean, you, you look at some of these countries, you look at this, a country like Singapore, for example. They, they year seven do maths better than our year nine. They, they so push about certain things. Why? Because they look at, all right, if we want to have our country to be positioned here, this is the, the, the direction we have to push. So they have these kind of curriculum to draw them. And you can only have so many hours in a week. So you have to decide in Australia, we have a curriculum that is very based on health, mental health, physical health, and then therefore what we want. So I, I think that there's a lot towards happiness, but there's still nothing about how to think our way through happiness. It's about how to do things to get happiness. So it's outside world. So there's so much on sport. You look in, on, on, in Singapore or in some of these countries in, in, in Asia or even in, in Europe, Saturday, 
they're going to another school to study something else. We put our kids through a sports day. I'll use your own argument against you, mate. How are you going to teach kids to be happy at school when they're going home to a shit fight? Yeah, well, you can't, you can't do it. So you your can't. argument, that, so that, your that, argument. That, so that parents got no right to ask for something they don't do themselves. But on the, the parents that are struggling with money aren't the ones. That no, 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 no. That's that's a cop out because being happy doesn't take your money. It takes your intelligence and the willingness to go out there and find the tools to do it. And I know people are going to say, oh, man, he's talking like privileged kids. No, actually, I came here to this country with 400 bucks. I'm not privileged. Right. I came oh, here so. with very little in terms of knowledge because I was a kid whose mom spoiled to death, whose dad only wanted him to just study books, nothing else. So I came here. I had no ability about finance, no ability about a lot of things. But through the schooling that they have put me through, they have taught me the ability to think. And that's why I go back to the point that I agree with Chris. I think they should really teach our kids to dance outside the box, think creativity, uh, creatively a little bit more. Then they'd be fine. Think how to go and do research. You know, when you go to some of these schools that I see at the age of 12, they already taught how to research stuff for information and i'm thinking i don't care about what they're doing they what for the moment for example uh zara is doing a the, the comparison between a developed country like china versus a developing country like vietnam in in all aspects of the economy and i'm going the research is doing that the designing the presentation and she's putting it in a podcast that sounds so professional she she had to put it all together and by the way, without our help, like I know in some houses, the, the parents at night, they sit down and they go, I'll do this for you. And I do that. No, that's not, that's not teaching the kids to depend on themselves. So I think that parents need to really sit down and think the education of a child, it takes a village. Well, you are part of the village. Don't say that it's just the teachers. It's a cop out. Mm, mm, yeah. No one said it's just the teachers. No, I think um, one of the one of the things that rated also highly on my list here was social skills. I mean, you look at um, just with COVID, the disconnection that happened, and the disconnection even before COVID, people were like, you look at teenagers these days, and everything they want to do, need, or, or or need access to, is in the palm of their hand, in the shape of an iPhone. You know, and it's unfortunate, and that's the way that they used to communicate, but you know, we learned and have learned a lot about body language, but these kids have no clue. They can't even look you in the eye, you know? They sit there and jitter and, and, and move around. What about emotions? Like, not only to understand them or to be aware of them, but strategies to, to deal with them. Because most kids know happy, mad, sad, like most adults know, and that's all they know. They don't know the language to actually say, well, hang on, I'm not quite mad. I'm a bit sad, but I'm also feeling a whole nother way as well. They don't have that language, you know? And so I think these are the things that, that like, and it's like, I look back over the years of our progression as a, as a network, you know, and, and, and other people and other businesses. And it seems to have changed a lot more towards the numbers of course are important, but if you don't understand the people, you really don't understand anything. And first of all, you got to understand yourself to know where you're going and where you're taking the people as well. And I think that's, 
hugely important that schools should be and and parents equally but definitely should be part of schooling in some way now hang on Lou when you say the teachers need to know that where they need to be going to be able to teach the kids do you think all the teachers know where they're going no not necessarily and I didn't really mean teachers what I meant as an individual you know um you you can't you got to understand yourself first and foremost. Um, but I think what's lacking in 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 the schooling, for example, is you know the the uh, social skills, like in the body language, and you know they go in, they sit down at class, they do what they do, they look it up at the board. Everything's technical. Everything's on an iPad or a MacBook or or some kind of device. Yeah. You know? Look, when it, when it comes to communication, like social skills, I don't think a lot of the teachers know what they want out of life. So they shouldn't be teaching that. So I disagree with that fact. But I do agree with the fact that uh, social skills, communication should be a huge point. Um, mm. And I've got a, a lot around communication. Number one, the responsibility of social media. And it comes back to what Cam brought up earlier about these, these idiots, um, you know, ba bragging, bagging about someone in a house going underwater. Uh, it's all um, the other thing, responsibility, mate. Yeah, I think that's it's got. Say that again. It's all the parents' responsibility. Oh, mate. Another one is emotional okay. intelligence. You're going to have a discussion, and you can't even have that. But so cool. this is this is this mate. is where I'm coming. So now, now I know. Now I know your way of education. Then. Uh, right? So another one is emotional yeah. intelligence, and people can have differing opinions. I and still. And the still, way I look at it is if you're talking to someone who's got a better idea, maybe you should sit down and go, maybe he's got something or she's got something. That's mate, if a better idea is your kids are getting your kids are getting taught finance at school, but no one else should. That's a horrible idea. I, I never said that. I, I said kids are I have I have taken the time. I have taken the time to go and look for a school, but I also am not going to sit there and think that the school is going to tell them all. I have taught my kids from a very young age how to be happy every day. Right? You I did have. not wait for them to even start at school. But you have. You've done a great but, job. But no, but no, 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 no. I'm not doing that for that. But you know what? I was actually beaten by my father almost every week. Right. So I, I was I was I was taught I was taught how to just make sure we have a hundred percent on the school report, otherwise it's punishment. But that doesn't stop me from saying that because they've done that to me, this is who I am. And that can, I, I can actually have got a brain and two, two legs to, to, to stand up and decide, no, that is not what I want to do. And, and thanks to Veronique around me, I, I've decided, no, th this is the way we're going to go. Now, that, that doesn't mean that every now and then I don't just give uh, my, my kids my, my, my education, the treatment that I got. But it, it stops very quickly. But sometimes it's good too, because I go, if it wasn't for what that's done for me, geez, I wouldn't know what resilience was. I wouldn't know what fortitude meant. I wouldn't know what it is to, to be, to, to be uh, uh, smacked because you answer back to your dad, but still at night at 10.30, under, the, under the, your, your doona, you're doing your test so that, because you want to be number one in, in the classroom uh, that year. It's it's about what you do too, so you can you can make this kind of stuff. But how the, how did I learn it? By watching mom going to work and open three shops and then a restaurant and working her bum up. That's what it is. Monkey see, monkey do. What about the kid who doesn't have a monkey to look at, mate? That's the point I'm trying to make for you. The holes I'm trying to fill are for the kids who I, don't I, have I feel, it at home. I feel, I feel sorry for the kid. I feel sorry for the kid. So two things gonna have to that kid. 
He's either going to fall victim of that or he's going to wake up because he's realizing I've got two legs to stand on and go and do it myself. So it's going to be one of the two. Can't we help him wake but, up early while teaching he, him some skills at school? No, because that's, that's what those parents would want. But listen, I said at the beginning, all of us four here would want the school to do something different for our kids. All of us. And so the school, the school can't turn around and say, well, we're going to have a, a curriculum just for you, one for you, one for you. They have one for everyone. That, that's how it works. Otherwise, they, we don't have the cash for that. The people who've got the cash for that, they have private tutors going home that they spend hundreds of thousands for because those guys are specialized just for that bit. Mm. So we can't discuss. I think let's have a look at what they should be doing. Uh, uh, Marie, uh, I think Marie Trick earlier said something that, you know, uh, that there are subjects that she doesn't even remember. And I, I think that Albert Einstein or uh, Robert Skinner, the uh, behaviorist, um, the, the psychologist, he said that uh, education, uh, the things that you remember long after you left school. And, and I think that school should not be teaching. I, I see, for I example, my, I see my daughters, for example, doing math, algebra, A plus B square. But I know it's not about A plus B square. It's about how you think to get to the answer. And so I, I think that the, the logic, the way you think, is that is something that I, I hope that the school is really teaching. It's not the, the algebra, because the algebra, the, you never use those kind of things in life. But no. the, the logic, I've, I've learned Latin at school. I, I, I did six years of Latin. Do you think that I could say one word of Latin if I go to have done more yeah. of English. I probably, I probably would do a little bit of uh, uh, Julius Caesar text, right? But it's not going to help me. However, studying Latin forced me to think the wording and how the sentence made and how to go and look for the right meaning to the right words. So... I think that school actually is doing a bloody good job in that respect. You look at uh, the uh, Aussie kids, many of our Aussie kids are actually had hunted afterwards to go somewhere else. Somehow the schooling in Australia seems to breed very, very good creativity in our children. Because mm -hmm. they, the Americans, for example, or, or companies that are head hunting uh, children, they, they go to Europe for the intelligence, the, in terms of uh, math stuff, in terms of putting two and two together. But they actually go come to Australia to take people who sit there and go, do you know what? Forget the, forget the, um, the notepad. Do you know what? I think I'm going to come up with something that's going to be like, look like an iPad. And then the American get them. And then they go, now you sit down, that idea you have, demonstrate. And then afterwards they put their, their label on it. And, and our kids, they are very creative. That's the one thing I have to say. I, I look at the education system and uh, our children are, are taught a lot of stuff I, I've never been taught. Maybe you should have spent more time in English class, mate. You wouldn't be sitting here big nosing yourself for so long. Uh, <laughs> Stop yeah. noting myself. What about, what about yeah. <laughs> He's got it. Yes. I think one of the things I, I picked up that delayed gratification um, and I think this is because of society's teaching. I've got sex kids. education written down here, mate. So <laughs> it's on my list. Yeah, I said delayed gratification, again, not self gratification. Um, well, if you can delay it, the girl will be happy or her. So delay, delayed gratification because our society is like instilling into them through the media that you can have everything now, now, now. You know, 24 months interest free and so forth and so forth. Um, I think that 
that delayed gratification and, and patience needs to be taught that society doesn't have to be like this. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. to get where you want is a step-by-step -step process. Yeah. Well, and also, lot, yeah? just uh, on that, exactly what you're saying there, it also, it also should be taught that um, you don't always have to respond and you don't always have to respond now. You know, I think that's the other thing, like... Rubbish. And we do it as human, and we do it as adults as well. We get a text message, we get a phone call, we get an email, and we're expected to respond. And we do get judged on our response times and all of that. But you know what? I think that's something that can come into what exactly what you're saying now as well. That you don't have to just shoot from the hip all the time. You are allowed to stop and think, and think about your response or your next step. Where it's all, it's all because they are in that um, everything's now immediate. I want it. I got it. It's there. That's how they live their life in every aspect. You know, I, I see that. I Again, that comes from a society being go so quick, wanting uh, everything now, 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 now. If you send out a text message, you expect the text message back straight away. Exactly. Even though we're standing here going, we shouldn't let the phone disrupt our family time at, at dinner and so forth. Yeah. Um, yeah. In our heads, we're thinking, oh, I've just sent a text message to such and such about whatever. You, you expect the text message back real quick. That's society, this pace of which we're in. Exactly. We need to be able to slow that down as, as adults and that will flow through. It's hard to teach that in school. But hear this, Chris. Parents love to give their kids the phone. Why? Or the iPad in the car, in the restaurant. Maybe sit a baby. They shuts them up. There's been plenty of screen time in the world. It's, it's what I call, it's what I call, it's a day, it's a day of digital babysitting. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to pay anything. Here it is. So, and then afterwards, no, it's it's our responsibility. I do it, man. I tried human babysitting today. Dinner, dinner at our place, the phones are turned off. We have to go to a restaurant, the phones run at a table. Even the adults need to ask permission to touch their phones. They need to ask the kids if it's okay to answer a message, if you get a message at so the dinner cool. table. So wow, cool. that is good. That I haven't- Because, uh, because it's, it's, it's showing, it's showing that when you're with family, family's number one, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. we want the same if I was one, a You just want them to pay attention to your boring ass stories. You, <laughs> you don't have a real opinion. Oh, about just anything. cough into your COVID. I had, a guy, I had a guy suggest today that kids should be taught how to listen and not talk over the top of people. And I said, you don't know what you're talking about, mate. So yeah. I disregarded that straight away. I, I, had a, I had a closet, a closet listener suggest that there's no point, one of our many closet listeners, there's no point, uh, they should be teaching that there's no point going past year 10 unless you're going to university. No point going past year 10 unless you plan on going to university. He feels that there's too many kids filling up year 11 and 12 just because instead of getting a trade or going. He used the example of someone he knows who was offered a real estate traineeship all she's wanted to do since she can remember is get into real estate sales and be a real estate agent. But, and then she's been offered a traineeship to which the parents have said, no, they wanted to finish year 12 first. Well, yeah, I finished year 12. It didn't help me in real estate at all. And yeah. I, Thomas, Thomas touched on it earlier that education isn't the be all and end all. And that's really what they, they should be teaching. I wish I'd been told in school that it didn't matter. So it hasn't mattered a pinch of shit what score I got in my HSC. Absolutely. I, I, I think I 100% agree with, and it's going back to what I said before, like the technical colleges and things like that, like 
my middle son left in year 10, but he also went to 11 and 12 and did his 11 and 12, not at, at the same high school, but at a technical college. So he was learning skills like motor skills and things that he was passionate about. And I think that was the difference that, you know, he was happy to go there because it was an interest to him. And I think that's one thing that's missing in the curriculum as well is not inspiring kids to follow their passion. If they want to be an artist, let them be an artist. You know, you, you know, that comes down to society. And there's, I think Einstein said it was, if you judge a fish, its ability to climb a tree, exactly. that fish will always think it's stupid, right? Exactly. But everyone is individual. So, if, and I think, you know, the school system to force people or parents to force kids to go to year 11, 12 for the sake of having the, the badge, the stamp, it's, it's ludicrous. It's crazy. I give my um, parents a fair bit of grief, but in my, I will stick up from here in case mum's listening because she's probably sitting there with her head about to explode because they tried to get me to leave school in year 10 because I wasn't doing any good in grades and all that sort of stuff. I was going to be a footy player. No, no, I'm going to. No, no, I'm going to knuckle down. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I was just saying that so I didn't have to go out and get a job. So I managed to scam an extra two years of schooling out of them. So, uh, Mum, I wasn't including you in the list of people who make their kids go to year 12 for no reason. There's a, no. a lot of parents that live, like we say, in other areas of life. There's a lot of parents who live through their children. and so Quite seriously, absolutely. There's an opportunity that was missed for them as a parent to do what perhaps their kid might be not not wanting to do, but the parent says, well, I think you should do, so therefore I'm going to push you in that way. But Can you imagine a private school who's getting $40,000 a year in fees saying, oh, listen, year 11 and 12 probably isn't going to help you given what you want to do in life or given how we assess you in life. Do you reckon they ever do any fair income assessment and go, this guy's probably more suited to a trade rather than they a, do. an academic I mean, job? I mean, oh, they do and then tell them not to go to year 11 and 12. No, 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 no. If the student puts their hand up, go look, I want to uh, pursue a career here or pursue mm -hmm. a career there, they will guide them. Yes, you or no. Ever give them the advice and say, look, yes. probably yep. probably save your folks the eighty grand for the next two yes. years. And with, with the parents' input, yes. Yep. And I had exactly that situation. A teacher rang me and said, look, your son really excels in 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 fabrication and metal engineering and all this sort of stuff. I highly um, advise as an opportunity with an employer in town, biggest one, whatever. I think he should take it up, you know? And I said, but he's only like halfway through year 12. And he said, listen, the rest of the six months isn't going to matter. This opportunity won't come again. And I was like, okay. Cause you know, really that meant, okay, well, I stopped. They'd already, got, they'd already got their money out of you halfway through year 12. They've already got the money. Well, I'm, talking yes, about, <laughs> I'm talking about getting to year 10 and going, listen, don't pay us the 80 grand for the next two years. We think you've done yeah, you know, off in a circus. Put it as a deposit to our house. Yeah. We think your son's better off in a circus. He's better off riding the rodeo. He's going to be a rodeo clown. Don't pay us the 80 grand for the next two years. I don't reckon there's any school doing that. No, I, there is. You know, I, on, on this note, I, I'll tell you what I also wrote down. I also wrote down schools should be teaching kids that there's different views of success. Yeah. But their success, society paints the success with the one brush, you know? Yeah. Uh, the person who's got the biggest house, the most money, the fastest car, or blah, 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 blah. I think schools should be able to teach that or have something along the lines where you know what, if you want to be a, a stay-at-home mum, a plumber, a steel fabricator, whatever it may be, just be the best you can be. 
they're yeah. very successful. Yeah, but here's he, the, the thing, uh, Chris. The minute, the minute you do that, there will be three or four idiots in each classroom in terms of parents. I'm talking parents. We're going to say, <laughs> who are you to teach my kids about success? I wonder, this, this is the problem. You know, we want a lot of things. But what we also want is one of our podcasts. Teachers should just teach us stuff and keep away from Listen, we all have those kind of ideas. We all have the things that we would love the school to do. But, mate, mm. what you would want, Cam's probably going to call the school and say, I don't want them to teach us that success. For me, success is making money. I heard, I heard earlier uh, Louis saying, you know, uh, her son wanting to earn money. You have a good job, buy a house, be happy. Mm. This is this is centuries old kind of upbringing. You know, and if they listen to one of our podcasts that I did with one of those uh, real estate agents up in Newcastle, a lot of us are taught this definition of life. In life, we need to do certain things so that we can have the money to have what we want. And once we have it, we will be happy. What if we change it and we teach our kids how to be happy yeah. right? and be happy with what they already have yeah. and not be determined what they have and now go out there and find a dream and just give it all and do that dream, follow that dream. That takes that, takes that really, and that guy hasn't finished school. But I can tell you, the way he's thinking is out of this world. I actually still remember that line from him. And, and that tells you, you don't just learn from school, you learn from everywhere. You sit down with that one guy, he gives you that one line and you go, yes, I got it. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the, exactly the point that I was gonna say, Thomas, as well. I think, and I think it was the, um, the, the thing that I wrote, uh, read from Elon Musk, which inspired this whole topic that we were talking about. We started the conversation and he said, you know, I didn't go to Harvard, but the people that worked for me did don't confuse education with success. And I think exactly that, I, I, you guys know, I've said it multiple times, I left halfway through year nine, you know, and so education for me, I learned more about life outside of school than in school. And thankfully the stuff that I learned has got me to where I am because really not much I can recall from school anyway. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's important. Education is not what you learn between nine and three, Monday to Friday. Education is everything we do and everything we see and everything we hang around and everything we read and listen. Every education is all around us. So, for me, yeah. education is very simple. School is where you learn some of the virtues. Home is where you get tested on those virtues. Yeah. Right. So you, you can study this, that, and that, and then when you come home, we, and we can discuss the way that you discuss about those subjects. It tells me whether your school is doing the job. And, mm. and, and it, it takes parents. I, I have, uh, what is it, Charlotte? I had to change her three times. I, I changed school because I realized, no, they, you're not doing it. You're not shaping, you're not, you're not shaping my daughter to, to some way. I mean, I've been, I've been writing in, in a book lately that school determines our kids' destiny and parents actually choose which school they go to. Therefore, parents have got a big hand in the destiny of their children. Yeah. They, they ought to choose it properly. Now, if the parent does not take that responsibility, doesn't matter what school ought to teach because when the school teaches the kid that they say that we shouldn't be drinking and we should do this and, and at school they, they talk us about, you know, respecting the, the people who are 
who are gay and all that. And the father is totally against. He's going to go, what the hell have you been learning? Come over here. I'll give you one. And then he'll go to the school. That's why the school environment these days, it's not the school environment of our days. My, my days, my, I got I got beaten so so badly many times because I used to travel between Vietnam and Laos. So I had to study two languages and I used to forget the language by the time I got there. And, and by the age of five, they used to take a, a ruler and, and hit me on the fingers or, or on, on my butt. But I was smart enough. They taught me to wear two pants because I, if I wear, wore two pants, they could hit me as, as much as they wanted. I, I didn't feel a thing. So thanks to their beating, I learned the street smart to just protect myself. I, I think that that's to me more important. And, and we need but to- Unfortunately, stop. Thomas, that's- so What you're saying is we like should- That, that, that now is gone. That ability for the school to dish out that punishment is gone now, buddy. Yeah. yeah the because, because, guys, because like guys like Ken will probably walk in the school the next day and smash the crap out of the teacher. Where me, I would go. How the fuck did I get dragged into that? <laughs> where me, I would go, thank you. You must have done something right. You still look like you were too I still remember the time I come home and I accidentally told my dad that I got in trouble from school and I got the strap. And he goes, What did you do wrong? And then I got a beating from my dad for doing it. So I got a double beating for opening my mouth. We didn't hit you hard enough. Really. Shut up, fucker. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that, that sort of put one of one of the things I put down is resilience. Yeah. A lot of the kids today you don't have the resilience. Parents, mate. Well, here's one thing that I really would love the uh, the school to start teaching, is to give the kids the ability to decipher information, information they get from dad, from mum, because I could be saying crap. I, 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 many times now, I have the girls picking me up and, 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 and saying that what you said is this and I think it's wrong. They're 14 and I'm going, all right, they're going to have to leave my game because I also believe they need to decide for social media. Mm. They need to decide the, the news because uh, this, I heard about people now saying, well, it's good that Russia is invading Ukraine because they had a bunch of neo-Nazi in Ukraine. Right? It's like... Okay, what, what about just thinking about life being lost here? That, that, let's, let's stay there. And, and I think that if school could actually teach the kids that a bit more, I'd be very happy. Why is it? So I need you to get clear, mate, because I'm sure I'm not the only one who's... Yeah, no, everyone in, 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 on the Central Coast. No, he's a little bit confused. See, everything you just said then, parents can do as well and should yeah. be doing as well when you're watching the news with them and doing all that stuff. So what exactly... What exactly should the school be teaching and what everything else is the parents' responsibility? Because everything you've said so far that the school should do, I can use your argument against you and go, no, well, that's the parents' responsibility. Teach your kid to be happy. Teach your kid to decipher information. Teach the kid this and that. So that's, that's, that's why I'm... Oh. No, and I, I want to take you back to what I said earlier. I think that uh, parents need to realise school is a partner in the partnership. School is one of these things in the village that it takes to raise. Uh, 100%. Okay. I'm not trying to absolve any parent of any responsibility. No, Unfortunately, parents absolve themselves of responsibility all the time. Right. Which, is, your, which is what I said that it shouldn't your happen. Your message like, is great for someone who's on the fence, denial, not on the fence, but... <laughs> A, a, a parent who. Do you see how he works? Do you see how he works? If no. he can't win the, the thing, he's no, going to somebody else. The message is great for parents who are trying to do their best, but not necessarily sure how to do their best and need, oh. need a message to say, pick up responsibility at home. But telling an alcoholic or a drug addict 
or someone who hasn't had a job for 10 years that they need to lift their parenting game is redundant, stupid, complete waste of energy. So again, yeah. it's not, I'm not saying- Is that the majority or the minority camp? Oh, it depends on where you are. Depends on where you are and what school you're at. I'm here a little bit because I grew up on the Central Coast as did Cam and there was a lot of people, like I had a lot of friends going to school. Their parents, you know, their advice would be, screw the school, screw the teachers, you do what you want. If you don't want to go, you don't go. And in fact, if you want to leave, just leave, you know. And so, but a lot of those parents were absolute dull bludging losers. Losers. Absolute losers. And the other thing is, um, it it was sort of like a, things changed. They lost me. (laughs) They lost me. (laughs) What Cam's saying, what Cam's saying is, no, I disagree with Gans. Whatever you disagree, I also know people on the Central Coast, right? I, I give you some names: the Butchers, the Dillon. There's plenty. Yeah, there is. Well, all just, all yeah. Done all right. Amazing people who actually bring up amazing and. But for the people who haven't, what about the people who aren't? But stop saying it's on the Central Coast. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. It is everywhere. It is everywhere. Listen, do you know how many How do we help those kids, Thomas? The privileged are already helped. They're already helped. They're already privileged. The underprivileged are underprivileged. No, 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 no. See, this this is what I want to stop you, man. It has nothing to do with privilege. Rob Dylan, when he brought up his amazing kids, and to me, he's a pure example. Mate, he's not privileged. His wife had to look after Bobby Joe 24-7. And when he's finished work, he has to go. You look at Troy, how how he looks after his, his kids. I mean, it's just amazing. Privilege so, can no, 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 no. a parent who cares. A parent no, who cares no, no, no. is a privilege. And, and now, now you change the definition. No, I'm not. I can, t- I can tell you now, man. If, if I ask 10 people about the definition of privilege kids, they probably won't say that, all right? So these people here, they do the best. They do their best and they, they, get, they get it. They go, I am part of this. The school will teach my kids certain things and I have... To be the one testing these values. If the values are not tested right, I will change the kids' school because then they go to a place where they learn some stuff, and through the teaching and through the learning, they get all of that. Like yeah. Alexander, for example, one day he was doing some core, uh, had to do some drill in the sun, and the, the sergeant asked him, asked the whole group, who has not cleaned their belt buckle this week? And Alexander is the only one putting his hand up because he comes from a home where we don't lie, we don't tell stories. So the sergeant led everyone off and made sure that Alexander got an extra two hours of drill in the sun. The kid almost vomited. He went home, he said, dad, I will never listen to you again. We sat down, we had a talk. So he had his lesson. Now we have the test at home. So he's, he's telling me the story. I said, kid, you need to understand this. And so I told him the story of that guy that threw himself on the bombs on the first day in, in, in recruit in the army. And I said, you know, all your friends now, they're going to all go home and think for the rest of their life, or for as long as they can remember, Alexander is the only guy you can count on. Alexander is the only guy that will face up to whatever is true. Kid, you need to be happy about it. And, and better, better. Your sergeant knows now if, if he needs someone he can rely on, it's you. And you know what, what's the best? You know, because you're, you haven't lied to your brain. That's that's how parents should help what's happened at school. Not no. who, 
Who, who the hell has done that to you? And how did they do that? And you vomited? Let me go and talk to the guy. And if he's not happy, I just whack him. That is wrong. What, what, what about the kids? But that's Cam's way. No, it's not. But what about the kids? What about the kids that... What about Bash the kids? you, mate. I'm trying to help the kids that are struggling. <laughs> okay. Right. Do, you know, do you know what, Chris? Cam, uh, actually, Louise is loving and she's going, he's off me this week, Cam. He's getting Thomas. <laughs> He's on Thomas. No, but seriously. Violence, violence is a side effect of COVID, apparently. No, no, no. no. I have will never get picked on again. Because I have to say, like, I understand fully what you're saying, Thomas, and I, and I, but I fully understand what Cam's saying. Because what I understand is, what about the kid that turns up to school four days in a row wearing the same thing and hasn't been able to change their clothes because their parents don't give a shit enough to wash them? What about the kid that turns up with no lunch every Help single me. day? I feel for the kids. I feel for the kids. I feel for the kids. So what should the, the, the school do? Here, here's the thing. The school can say, kid, you go home and you wash your own clothes. Or kids, I'm going to tell the Department of Health Services, and then they're in trouble with the parents. Seriously, these days, parents, even children can sue the school. What are you talking about? We are we're not giving the school system all that freedom. And all that we're saying is, you know, me in, on the Central Coast, stop it, man. Central Coast has got a lot of rich people. I was That's using it as an example, mate. You're, no, you're, you're honing in on words. It's and a very to bad example. It's Central Coast different. is very rich. John Singleton owns most of whatever we have. He lives there, right? And there's a lot of good people who've got a lot of good stuff. And there's a lot of good people who actually have been fighting to make sure that they give their kids and themselves... But what about the ones who haven't? That's all I'm saying. Just acknowledge that that is all I'm saying. The ones who have got people helping them will be fine. The ones who don't. Oh, that's not, that's not what you said. That's not what you said. That is what I've been saying the whole time. And you know that's what's not, good about the advice that hurts the one. And, and, and the advice that I have said to you already is we, can, we are, have got both legs. We can walk. We can seek information. Not we at 10 years of age, it. you can't. That's year seven, mate. You can't. You can't. You can't, Thomas. I have to agree with Thomas. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about the kids. It's the parents. And yeah, as the I said, parents the kids, are in a gutter the somewhere. Kid, they don't the care. Kid, Help the, the kid. The kid is condemned. The kid is then condemned. Because it doesn't have to be. Oh, it doesn't have to be because all, right, all right, here you go. Here you go. Hold, oh. Stop. Let's stop. You give me the, you give me the solution. I'm trying, mate. You give yeah. them some more lessons at school that shit that actually helps, like how to handle your money. Not drugs are bad, but what drugs are bad, why they're bad, and what can happen if you take them. Sex education, not how to use it, but what happens if you use it. No one teaches kids what actually happens when you get pregnant at 16 years of age, right? Show them some bloody... Show them some child do, support payment forms, mate. That teenage pregnancy, I guarantee you. Right, you need to give people yeah. tools. No, mate, you're no. just saying the parents. No. If the parents don't give a shit, what do we do with the kids? We just go, oh, I feel for you, mate. Sorry, you're on your own. But you know what? All that advice that I've listed will help the kids who have good parents as well because then they can go home and have an adult no. discussion. 
Yeah. You remember what that? about the I mean, other side of the scale? What about the other side of the scale? You don't, you don't think that they're teaching that? They're actually well, they're teaching not. that. They're going, this yes, is the vagina. This is the they, vagina. They're actually they're teaching the that, they but they're also whole life. that, you know, you have to be careful because a teacher can't go to school oh. with a knife, but the kids can. So they, they try their best, but they have to try within the guidelines, man. You're full of it because the, those, those the question people is, go what home should they and the kids, the they kids, are. you know what they go? They tell the parents, hey, dad, you need to stop smoking because this is what I learned at school and you need to stop doing the drugs because of, and the guy goes, yeah, what? Come over here. Here's a whack. And then yeah, what? That's a parent anyway, mate. No, this is the problem. That's why the school has to be so, so careful because they can't be sued. I'm not attacking schools. I'm trying to come up with solutions for kids who are struggling. I'm mate. saying to you, your solution, that's shit. Your solution, oh, your solution are, is are just, just playing your parents. You, you you just your parents in, you're just sending the kids to the slaughterhouse. They go home to parents. Well, like, what, did you, what, what did you say? Nah, mate. Nah, so let's mate, do nothing. Let's nah, do mate. nothing. Your solution is to do that's nothing. Nonsense in this house, mate. You're gonna be no. Your solution is work. to do nothing. <laughs> it doesn't so work. To both, do you, on both sides of the scale, it happens. Whether they're from a, a disadvantage or an advantage family, they can at disadvantage or advantage their children. It doesn't matter. You've yeah. got little Johnny who didn't them. get picked for the who didn't get picked for the bloody band or whatever it was. The teachers are in the, the the parents are in the teacher's face, and on the other side, you've got the parents that don't give a rat's ass. Literally. I mean, yeah. you can only do the best we can do with the education system we've got, right? Mm. And, and we've got to, yeah. we've we've got to, up with ways we might be able to improve the education system. No one has bagged the school here, but Thomas's answer of do nothing, it's all on your parents is ridiculous, right? <laughs> of course we can improve what's already there. Oh, we can't. We can't. That's not what you've been saying. You mean saying for this that's what I'm saying. You're saying. I know. I know. I know you can change. I know Oregon you can change angle. I know you can right. change angle, but you can't change angle with me. I am not doing it. You can't go that direction with me. You tried it. It didn't work, man. It doesn't work, Cam. We Play can do whatever you want and change stories <laughs> with Louis. Play back the tape. But I'm telling you now. You you want to pass the buck? Onto, no, I want to help the kids. You, yeah, that's right. And if you can't help my kids, I'm going to blame you. Not that's my the kids. They'll be you. fine. Can you tell how fine my kids will be? They will be fine. With no anger issues in my household whatsoever. <laughs> I'm just trying to help the kids that might need the help, mate. Yeah. Here's he a very good. Here's a very good thing, though. Uh, we, we're having a, a bit of a banter, but today I was training a team, and um, something really happened that I didn't really like is that every single time that there there was a bit of uh, tough role play, the entire team would banter, which is what we try and do here in this podcast and have a bit of fun. But as I said in one of our uh, seminar, every time you do banter, you're actually putting the person down. And if you do a banter at the wrong time, which is when they're about to go out of their comfort zone and change, which is like when the kids comes home and he's now trying to really express, hey, dad, at school, this is what, and, and, and we go, ah, oh, don't you worry about, we do that kind of banter. We actually remove power from the kid. Mm, yeah. So, so I, I think that that as a parent, that is something. There's, there's these days, there's a lot of things, uh, you know, we, we're talking about kids that are dying around the world. We're talking about, Seriously, we have kids around here 
uh, this in this country who are actually not getting 100%. We know that. But the system is such that you can't take the kids off the parents that easy. You can't just go and say, uh, Mr. So-and-so, he's the ticket. He's the fine for not doing the right thing by your kids. You can't do that kind of stuff. So trying to look for a solution when the system tells you, don't approach, don't even change him, don't even give the kid a solution because you're not his dad. His dad is a drunk who loves violence and loves banter. Leave it to him. And you, you can't even tell him because if you tell him, you're going to be sued. And so the system has got its hand like this. It's trying its best, but the kid goes back home and he tries to come up with something before the dad, the dad turns around. What? Mate, someone tells me something I don't like, mate. I'm very simple, mate. I, I, first, I give them the best of this and then we start talking. What do you think the kids are learning? Yeah. That's what I mean. The, you, school is where you learn the virtues home is where parents should help them test their virtues yes, i agree but that doesn't uh, going around in circles there's no, nothing no. wrong with your message mate that's exactly what should happen unfortunately it doesn't so we need yeah. a solution for the times it doesn't not all the time but cam i ask you is that the minority or the majority do you think uh, i reckon probably the, 15. Uh, well, no, it, is 80, I can't, no. it is chris it is mate no, and no. On different levels, on all sorts of different levels, right? I, I know, I, I don't know. I'm not it's pissed, right? but, but this, this education stuff, I love it because I, I'm into education stuff. Yeah. We must be the ripple in the pond. We can't yet. change everyone. But Cam, you should be the change in your environment. Oh, I get that. We're not talking about me, though. Chris, you should be the change in your group. And then when, Lou, someone in your group has been changed by the ripple that you have given, they will now become the ripple in their pond. Mm -hmm. That's how you change slowly. And yeah. does it mean that you can change? Listen, if we can really change, there wouldn't be any evil now. But the world is riddled with evil versus good. That's going to be the battle for the rest of our days. Okay. So yeah. the only thing that we can do is not to proclaim that we can change an entire system. But really, uh, let's start changing where we are. And yeah. if where we are, we are not changing and we a certain way, well, it's not going to be the right ripple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was another one of my points that I had here that um, that they're not really teaching because they, you know, they give homework and whatever else. But I think one of the other important things is to go out of their way of educating themselves outside of the education that they're receiving. I think that's a big thing as well. Like, um, you know, but are the teachers that are teaching that doing that? No, because that'll no, require no. a four-day strike and a pay rise, mate. Yeah, no, and I, I'm not saying that they don't, Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm talking in a broader term here is people going out of their way to educate themselves other than what they're, they're, you know, if it's a child at school, then what they're taught between nine and three, if they turn up at nine and leave at three and forget about everything else, they're only learning what they're learning in that time. But I think we need to encourage people to educate themselves out of what that they already know or what they've been taught or what they've seen, you know, because... What you, I think what you're speaking to, though, Lou, is the parents. It's not to the children because children <laughs> need time to be children, right? I'm also not and talking then... just about children. <laughs> adults. I'm talking about adults in general as well. Educating ourselves. Like, if, if you know, if you're not... If you're not reading something, watching something or, you know, listening to something at the moment, really, what are you doing to expand your current knowledge? You know, there's no such thing as knowing at all. 
you know. Damn, yes, we understand there's families out there that no, the kids are always going to be telling a 10 year old to do extras, mate. That, that's oh, Mark, I didn't say the kids, I said the freaking adults. No, yeah. I know, but you can't. And you can't expect the 10 year old. I can't expect the bloody 16 year old to do extras. But he is. But I understand what you're talking about. I understand what you're talking about. Oh, you about. know what my walk away was for, mate. That's it was because you mentioned the parents again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I what thought it was a side effect of COVID, but it's all so, good. Maybe the question this week should have been what are parents not doing at home that they should be? Because clearly that's next um, week's that's next week's topic. No, I think that every every week in our topic in our podcast, we have a subject and we always have two that are either for. One's fence and one that is against. Okay. So we have this week the I'm two. I'm pretty of sure me and you are. And, and Chris is is against and I'm the fence That's all. So we 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 just have we it just happened that the podcast is like no, this. You're not the now, fence sitter, you're on the uh, wrong side of the fence. <laughs> I just want to make sure Chris has got the fence palings where firmly where they always are. I mate. just I just but wanted to I feel like Lou's on my team, maybe, even though she thinks exactly I was just right trying to make sure that. I put some different label on Chris this week, right? <laughs> you could have been just kind enough and let me do that. Mm -hmm. And listen, I, I think I saw that, through it. So good. I, I think that we we are talking about a subject that could really last for us. Unfortunately, our podcast is just an hour and a half. We don't have that time. Um, I, I don't think that the, the world will change. I think personally, you'll always have kids going home to drunk parents. I think that you'll always have go kids going home to parents who will tell them that education, that sucks, have a look. Uh, your mom's gone to year 12, have a look at what happened to her. You will have all this kind of bantering in the home and you will always have people who are going to be uh, blaming the, the system <laughs> instead of just relying on them. Then you're gonna have the other side of the, the, the coin, people who are saying where they're going, it's one part, but I have to play my part. In, in, in between, you're going to have everything. So there's no right, no wrong. Uh, there is. I've got an anecdote for you. You can only do what you can do. No, because I feel for the parent who's been uh, on drugs and drinking all his life and not knowing a way out, because that's the only thing he knows. I, I, and for me to sit there, I, I'm not even judging that, that, that parent because he does not know any better. How could you know something when you don't know? Yeah. Okay. So the only thing that you can do is when, if I happen to meet with that kind of parent, I hope that I will have the courage to find a way to sit down with him and show him a better way. Because I hope that I could be the ripple in his pond. I've just got an anecdote that to speak to. You can't underestimate the role a teacher plays in a kid's life either, too. And oh, yeah. during the week, during the week was International Women's Day. I don't know. I slept through it. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing that important. And outside a woman, so you've done the right thing. But a Facebook post caught my eye from a girl I went to school with. We went to the same school, so I should remember the teacher's name, but had no idea. And it said, on this International Women's Day, I want to thank um, our assistant principal at my school, Mrs. Ferguson, for reminding us every day that we are strong and independent women and we can go our own way during life and we, we never need to be told what to do. So, and I don't even remember who Mrs. Ferguson was, right? So the, to say that it's all on the parent and the kid can't change anything anecdotally just from that, that, that girl has gone, well, she's the same age as me now, 40. So we finished high school in year 2000. 
and that was still her International Women's Day. That's her thing that's carried her through life, clearly. Mm. So mm. we can change. Schooling can overcome in some ways what's going on at home potentially. Mm. And yes, yes, the, the responsibility is on the parent and should be on the parent. Unfortunately, it isn't in a lot of those parents' views, and I still think there's something we can do about that regardless of TL and I disagree. Well, parents are jail, in jail. Can I ask? Can I ask? Well, those parents didn't have to go to jail, and that girl still remembered what that teacher did for her, right? So, can I ask, if we're going to finish up, the last bit of advice that we'd give a parent or a school to help our kids, what would it be? Lou, that one, one or two little... Short bits of advice, Lou. <laughs> um, well, maybe you should let me go last. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's let let let's uh, do that. Lou will go last. All right, I'll, I'll go first. Okay, it's a partnership, mm. and if if you really understand partnership, then you'll know we both have to dance. We'll both make mistakes. We both stuff up. And the key is, it's okay for the school to staff up as much as parents to staff up. Done. Okay. I was going to close on my anecdote, so you ruined me. Um, advice is easy to give for the majority, but we need to remember the minority too. For me, it'd be, um, it'd be teach gratitude to your children and explain to them it's okay to fail but it's important to get back up. Yeah, yeah, very good. And I think for me, um, relationships are the most important thing in life. And I think being able to, you know, back what um, Cam was just saying, there's some people and relationships that you create in life that can carry you for the rest of your life. So it's very important to understand um, yourself and each other and the responsibility as a teacher to do the best, but as a student to turn up and do their best. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Go Manly, we'll kill the Panthers tonight. Let's go, let's go. Go, let's go Manly. Talk soon. Right. See you guys. See you guys. <laughs>